the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Giant Eagle has saved the planet. That's right. Giant Eagle made the announcement today they're going to eliminate plastic bags by 2025. Actually, starting January 15th, they're going to eliminate them in a couple of local stores and a few in Ohio. Joylette uh, Portlock, who's the executive director of Sustainable Pittsburgh, said, quote, People care about this just like they care about climate change. They do? Anyway, that's what she said. Kroger's announced that they would be eliminating plastic by 2025 last year. That's Kroger's used to be around here. Now they're still in, uh, out of Cincinnati in a big chain like Giant Eagle down there. Here's hoping uh, Shop and Save locally sees the opportunity here and brags about using plastic bags because they care more about the environment. That's right. They could say they care more. Here are some facts about the plastic bags from the Heartland Institute. We had a guy on from here talking about this uh, several months ago, in case you missed it. But here are some of those facts that we, I'm sure, talked about uh, when we had him on. Anyway, the plastic bags made in the United States are made out of natural gas, not oil. We have lots of natural gas right underneath us here, about 100 years' worth. So that's not a problem. Uh, plastic bags require 70% less energy to manufacture than paper bags. And it takes far more raw materials and fossil fuel energy to grow and harvest trees. This makes sense. Make pulp and turn it into paper bags than it takes to make plastic bags. And it takes seven trucks to deliver the same number of plastic bags that can be taken in one truck. That's a lot of trucks. That's a lot of gasoline and all that evil CO2 that's going up into the air. And according to the EPA, only 5%, 5%, no, I'm sorry, only 0.5% of United States municipal waste is made up of plastic bags. And those ridiculous use, reusable bags that you see people with, they're taking into the stores with them. It just... I, Anyway, I see them and I can't believe it, but they do it. It's pretty popular. They're made out of cotton, and um, they're made in China and Vietnam. And guess how they get them over here? Uh, they don't come by sailboat. They're shipped here in those big, evil cargo ships that burn lots of fossil fuels all the way across the, uh, the ocean. But, you know, not using plastic bags will make Giant Eagle look like they really care and it might make you feel really good when you bring your, I don't know, cotton bag in there. So let's go for it. Meanwhile, uh, on this radio show today, we are not going to talk about the plastic bags anymore. We're not going to talk about impeachment either because it's just not interesting anymore. Nothing is new. Nothing. But we will talk about the movie Richard Jewell and why the media need to stop whining about it. And when we come back, we're going to talk about bisexual bathrooms and how they're a really bad idea for women. And our guest will be an actual woman. So stick around. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs 
siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Sagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the AM1250 Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to TheAnswerPGH.com. Keyword shopping. We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean and they're ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. As we enter this holiday season, we've stopped to reflect on what we're grateful for. This is Greg Trzinski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we're grateful for you, our loyal customers. With your support, more than half of our business comes from repeat customers and referrals. And we have been hometown made for nearly 30 years. So thank you. We look forward to building new relationships and providing the high quality and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season and a wonderful new year. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we want to know, is it better to give or to receive? This holiday season, one local winner won't have to choose. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set to a local winner and providing another set to be donated to a nearby charity. Visit any Original Mattress Factory location by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. We wish you and your family a holiday season that's filled with cheer and goodwill. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. I know a pest controller who was contracted to get rid of a cockroach infestation in a restaurant. He tried everything, even chemicals. Nothing worked. So he bought my plug-in pest-free pro and a few weeks later the cockroach problem was well under control and he was able to keep his contract. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair dinkum. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com promo code SAVE20. That's gopestfree.com promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with Plug In Pest Free. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, we could probably spend some time talking about impeachment here today, but I'm almost as sick of hearing about it as I am of, you know, seeing the faces of the people who are talking about it. So wake me up when there's some news. And it may seem trivial uh, to be talking about bisexual bathrooms on a day when uh, all that's going on down in Washington. But it's actually important because it is an election year. And if the Democrats win, gender-neutral bathrooms uh, could become a major part of your life. Georgie Borman is a senior contributor at The Federalist. She wrote a piece about this today. And she joins us now. Good to have you back, Georgie. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on again. So the headline of your piece is Bisexual Bathrooms Rob Women of an Important Cultural Place. What, 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 I mean, I don't want you to do the whole column right here, but what, what we, what's the headline <laughs> mean there? Yeah, so bisexual bathrooms is also, also known as 
gender neutral bathrooms. So right. basically just bathrooms that are used freely by both men and women. Um, the point I'm making in the piece is this is seen as a solution to make sure that everybody who identifies as whatever they identify with has a place to go to the bathroom. So like, it's, it's like the blanket solution, like, okay, there's so much confusion. Um, people are angry. People are mad that they're being excluded. Well, let's just make all bathrooms gender inclusive, so-called or, or bisexual. So men and women can go in those bathrooms. And that's seen as the, the ultimate solution, especially by the, the, um, the avant-garde of the, the sexual revolution and the gender theorists, because, well, if gender is, fluid, right? If your sexual identity is fluid, then that's really the only solution you have, right? Is to create bathrooms that are uh, available to both sexes at the same time. And then that's what equality is. That's what parity is. Well, the problem with that is that women's bathrooms are not just a row of utilitarian closets where you just use the facilities and then leave. There's, um, they have either been from the very beginning or have become very important cultural places where where parts of our culture happen. And it seems banal, but if you take those away, you're gonna notice a huge difference. I mean it's where it's where women go to to sort of put themselves together before interviews. It's where they go to calm themselves down when they're having an anxiety attack or when their moms uh, you know, moms have little kids and they're freaking out and they just need somewhere to regroup and gather themselves. Um, and, and it, 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 you know, it's where women meet each other and there's a little bit of networking that goes on and, and, you know, it's, it's hard to explain if you're not a woman. So maybe I'm woman explaining here, but oh, exactly it's what you're doing. Yeah. Cultural That's good. Space. Well, uh, men have been wondering, Georgie, uh, why women have to go to the bathroom in Paris for like hundreds of years. So is, and you just explained it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, more than it's, going it's, to the bathroom. Right. It's yeah, it's much more than going to the bathroom, especially if it's not just a set of closets. You know, if there's a counter there and a mirror there and sinks there, you know, all of that is is actually really important. And changing tables, too. Let's not mm -hmm. underestimate that. Right. For the mothers. <laughs> yeah. And um, it is a I mean, teenage girls do it. Uh, you see them. I mean, in schools, it's the boy, you know, smoking in the boys' room. Um, you know, the song, we played it here the other day, as a matter of fact. Uh, I don't know what we were talking about, but we managed to work that in. Um, but it is it is so much more than that. Um, but th there was a picture of a gender-neutral gender restroom in England that went viral. What was that all about? You wrote about that in your piece. Yes, it, it was this picture that someone tweeted when they were uh, visiting a a site, uh, like a well-established place in England called Charleston Trust, and they went in and they were very surprised to find that there was a row of ur urinals along one wall because it said that uh, both restrooms were available to either men or women, and so they went in because presumably the other one was full, and this woman was shocked to find, you know, she had children with her. Um, if I recall, it, that there were ur urinals there because all they've really done is slap different labels on the doors and said, oh, this is gender inclusive. Um, that's uh, That would be shocking, right? Right. <laughs> if you expect to enter a, a, something that, that should be like a, a women's restroom and you come in and you're like, no, this is definitely a men's restroom. That's completely uncomfortable for women. And I think, you know, if men walked into something that was certainly set up to be a women's restroom, then that would be a problem for them, too. And then there's just the problem, you know, the awkwardness alone of just having men and women in the same space for bathrooms. Like, that's not something that anybody actually wants, except the people who are saying that this is all about equality. Right. Well, you can say that technically it's equality, but what are you sacrificing for that is a question that we need to be asking ourselves because equality or sameness in itself is not necessarily a virtue if you're sacrificing all of these other uh, important um, aspects of social cohesion and privacy and things like that. And common sense, um, yes, which common is, sense. has not been a big part of this. Um, 
uh, for women, so it, it goes beyond modesty uh, and just wanting a place to go where you're not going to be bothered by men. Uh, the same way that men don't mind having a place where their wife can't bother them, you know, for five minutes. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's where women go when they need to regroup when social situations get awkward or when, when somebody's having a hard time and they need to be comforted. I mean, there's, there's, it's a feminine space and there's nothing wrong with having feminine spaces. And that's not to, to disparage or, or hate on people who, who gen, genuinely feel that they are in the wrong body, that they have gender dysphoria. And I don't think like that tiny minority is really what's driving this. I think what is driving this move are the sexual revolutionaries who believe in, in gender fluidity and that really, you know, we shouldn't even really believe in biological sex to begin with. And masculinity and femininity are just conventions of the patriarchy. Like those are the people that are driving these sorts of changes. And so I feel sorry for, 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 you know, transgender people like men attempting to live as, as women because they've been told that this is what they should do to, to solve their problem and feel comfortable with themselves because, I mean, this isn't going to... I don't see how this helps them if they really feel like they're women, right? No, this is, this is um, to me, the whole thing about... Well, we talk about it a lot here. The whole thing about the, the gender um, issue for me is that, I mean, we're, we're changing the English language, or there are people out there who are trying to, and it's working in some places, um, and doing all these things, that, including what you're talking about here, uh, for, I think it's 0.05% of the population. And um, at some point, um, and, and I've, had, I've had endocrinologists on here saying that, that's, that they consider that a disorder just like anorexia. So... But the whole thing's being glamorized, and, and the people are being overly accommodated because, based on the number. To me, Georgie, what I uh, uh, try to compare it to, maybe this isn't fair, but um, it, it, the, way, the things that are happening in schools now where they, they let anybody go in whatever bathroom they want to go in, it would be like uh, turning all the lights out because you have a couple of blind kids in the school, um, and you want everybody to be have equal... Uh, access to everything it just makes no sense you, you, at some point you you can't accommodate that small of a minority at the expense of almost 99.9% of everybody else you just can't yeah that's true and in the united states women are about like 51% of the population so you're talking about sacrificing the the social aspect and the privacy aspect of half the population for a a, pop, a population that's I think actually much less than 0.5% of the population. 0.05. Right, 0.05. I think it's less, too. And I don't, yeah, I don't think the people who actually have gender dysphoria, like I said, are are really the ones who are driving this. I think that 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 tiny minority is being taken advantage of to a certain extent by, by other people who just have more of a revolutionary agenda for our society. Well, have those people succeeded, the people you're talking about who are maybe uh, exploiting this small minority, are they, do you think that they are aware that they're exploiting them and perfectly okay with it because they think, I don't know what, I don't know what their, um, their reasoning for it is or how they think it's going to make the world better, but is that what they're doing? Yes, I, I mean, I think that there are certain people who may be, in a sense, I mean, I, I guess I would just say useful idiots who, who really believe that they're doing a good thing and they've been convinced in one way or another that, that this is the right and virtuous thing to do. But I think that there are other people who are saying, yes, I'm, I'm representing these people and, and some transgender people would maybe would want that, but they're not doing it. Um, completely out of the goodness of their heart that they're doing it more to advance an agenda that sees men and women as purely social convention and that really we should all just be sort of like gender neutral beings and that will free us from the patriarchy. Yeah, and the uh, the evil patriarchy. You, you write in your piece, we're talking to Georgie Borman, senior contributor at The Federalist, um, you write in your piece about the history of bathrooms and how uh, not that long, well, 
quite a few years ago now, but the uh, women weren't in the workplace, so they had to, I think as you put it, they just had to hold it because there was no bathroom for women. They had to Right, you were essentially chained to your bladder because you could only <laughs> travel or be out so long as you could hold it. Yeah. Well, but it's interesting because I I covered sports here for uh, 40 years and um I I worked at Three River Stadium and I was there the first night that they allowed women in the locker room. It was the first time women it was when women were allowed in baseball locker rooms and it was a big deal. But uh, so women started covering the games and uh, there, the Three Rivers press box and every press box in America probably was uh, without a women's bathroom. There was one bathroom in the press box, and uh, and that's only been that 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 stadium was built in 1970. They made no didn't even consider the uh, the ne- the need for a women's bathroom in a press box, which which uh, contained a hundred people for a game. I mean, it wasn't some small press box. It was a big. A lot of people in there, all men. Yeah, and that's something that feminists used to fight for. They used to fight for this idea of, quote-unquote, potty parity, right? Yeah. That there's these massive lines in front of the women's room because women just take longer to go to the bathroom than men. And, you know, the men can just go in and out freely as they please, and women are, you know, stuck in these massive lines. Right, right. You know, that used to be something that feminists were concerned about is they were concerned about the rights of women to be able to go to the bathroom, you know, and now and now they're being expected, women are being expected to fight for something completely contrary to their needs, which is to eliminate women's bathrooms. Yeah, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Well, you mentioned your piece uh, uh, about a story in the L.A. Times about inequality in bathrooms back then, in 2001, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was was talking about as far as yeah. um, you know potty parity is is the the number of stalls is not as much as it should be. Mm-hmm. They're, they're set up poorly, you know. Like a lot of times, the the doors don't fasten properly, or there's huge gaps, or there's not a hook to put your purse, which is something that's important. And, you know, all, yeah. all of these things take extra time and are extra annoying, and you know women. Women deserve the same quality of bathroom experience as men do. Yeah, I don't and know. It's taken a lot for them to speak up for themselves for that. And now they're being asked, like I said, to speak up to erase all of that progress. Yes. And I, um, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with it, but I, I've been at <clears throat> excuse me concerts here uh, where uh, women have just gone into the men's room. This was long ago. But. Um, the, the the lines in the to get into the women's room was ridiculous, so they would just walk in the men's room, and guys would be standing at the urinals, and they'd say, "Too bad," and they'd go in and go in the stall. And I don't think anybody made a big deal about it, but people just laughed about it. But that was that's what you're talking about, looking for equality. Yeah, well, I did read one story where one woman who used the the men's rest the men's restroom at a restaurant was actually like told to leave the restaurant because. She wasn't allowed to do this, and I think they actually called the police on her because that's sexual harassment to walk into, right, the opposite sex bathroom. So things have changed a lot just in the last few years as as far as this goes. And the important thing is is to continue along this path, it's just going to get harder and harder for women to speak up for themselves. And also, I only have Uh, about 45 seconds left, and maybe it's unfair, but you write about the fact that women are, are being erased. Can you tell me what you mean by that in 30 seconds? Yeah, because the definition of womanhood is expanding to cover biological men, in essence, you're destroying the meaning of womanhood. And the bigger that category becomes as to who is a woman, the, the less it means to actually be a woman. So womanhood is, is basically being, being scrubbed out, um, and femininity is being scrubbed out for being outdated and bigoted, and that just makes it harder and harder for women to speak up for themselves. That's that's. So, I'm out of time. When Georgie. everybody's a woman, no one is. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good to have you. Hope to have you back. Thank you, Georgie. Thank you. And we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump has sent a scathing letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, accusing Democrats of perversion of justice and abuse of power in their efforts to remove him from office. During a meeting with Guatemalan President Jimmy Morales, President Trump says the Democrats' central impeachment argument is flawed. They took a perfect phone call that I had with the president of Ukraine, an absolutely perfect call. You know, they all know it. Uh, Nothing was said wrong in that call. To impeach the president of the United States for that is a disgrace. The House is expected to vote Wednesday on the impeachment articles. A good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 31 points to 28,267. The Nasdaq rose 9. The S&P 500 advanced 1. Oil continued its climb up 73 cents to 60.94 a barrel. This is SRN News. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. There's no one-size-fits-all solution in today's complex financial landscape. What if the markets crash tomorrow? It's important to be able to take control of your investments before they take a toll on your life. Come to our live training and find out how Vantage Point has spent the last 30 years perfecting an artificial intelligence process you can use today to minimize risk and make more money. This live online training is free and seating is limited, so don't miss out. Whether you're a novice or experienced investor, you'll want the power of AI. So text DEMO to 411411 to secure your spot today. Text DEMO to 411411. During this free online training, we'll identify, live, a number of stocks ready to take off so you can prepare yourself to profit. It's time for you to take control of your financial future with Vantage Point. Text DEMO to 411411 right now. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. The Allegheny Institute's research, education, and advocacy work to defend taxpayers and businesses against the burdensome inefficiency and intrusiveness of ever-expanding government. We've been challenging supposedly conventional public policy thinking for nearly a quarter of a century. You can join the cause by making a tax-deductible donation today by visiting AlleghenyInstitute.org. We've been Greater Pittsburgh's trusted source for a sound public policy analysis since 1995. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to stay the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Touch Elkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now through the end of the year, the Chevy employee discount is for everyone. So right now you can lease a new 2020 Chevy Trax LS for as low as $119 per month. This is a 36-month, 30,000-mile lease with $2,999 plus tax and registration due at signing. Must qualify with a current lease and approved credit. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're going to start with a look at 79 northbound. It's heavy Parkway North up to 910. Parkway North events back up Mount Nebo Road up to 79. Parkway West slows down inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound heavy 79 Campbell's Run Road. Parkway East seeing some volume delays on the outbound side. Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Some pockets of volume on the inbound side as well. Edgewood Swissvale to the Tunnel. Second Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. 
Tonight, a few clouds in the sky, colder with a low of 20. Tomorrow, a late morning snow squall, accumulating a coating to an inch. Otherwise, low clouds with a few snow showers during the afternoon. Squalls can bring whiteout conditions at times with a high 27. Thursday, sun and clouds with a high of 29. And Friday, clouds and sun with a high 38. With your Accu Weather Forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Oh, I mentioned here yesterday that I went to see the movie Richard Jewell on Sunday. And uh, it's an excellent movie directed by Clint Eastwood about the guy who was accused of setting off a bomb at the uh, 1996 Olympics in Atlanta and had his life ruined by the media. There are lots of people in the media who are upset at Clint Eastwood. Tom Chang blogged about this at uh, BleedingCool.com, and he joins us now. Tom, thanks for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. Are you there, Tom? Yes, I'm here. Okay, sorry. I got you. Uh, sorry, I'm going to hit the wrong button here. Thanks for being here, though. I uh, appreciate it. So um, who is in the, who in the media is most upset about this? Uh, I mean, mostly it's going to be... Um, Kathy Scruggs' uh, co- former co-workers and colleagues, of course, at, at the Atlantic Journal-Constitution. Yeah. Um, they openly denounced the film um, and everything, and, uh, and of course, the, the, the same publication went beyond the whole editorial phase and just expressing that um, in a letter to Warner Brothers how they want a more prominent disclaimer uh, about the film, um, stating the fictionalization of events. And Olivia Wilde plays Kathy Scruggs and does a really good job. Uh, the movie's really some great acting in the movie. Uh, but who, who is it that says she was portrayed unfairly? Um, I believe she didn't say that she was portrayed unfairly. Is that the notes going in, um, that's to her understanding, is that she had a, a prior relationship or had a... Um, a relationship with the FBI um, contact that they have for the case, yeah. which um, I believe they did. Um, they made it kind of like more of a uh, a combined figure uh, in the John Hamm character. Okay, so he's but, a yeah, composite. I didn't know that. Okay. Right. So um, it's alluded to that they had a relationship, but um, she also kind of worked the beats um, for that. So, I mean, understandably, integrity reasons... Um, it, it does kind of paint a black eye um, of the person, which I would understand uh, the Atlanta Journal Constitution's um, stance on that. And I mean, of course, standing by, um, you know, what happened, and even as unfortunate events happened o- overall. I mean, there are a lot of people that kind of worked it, and um, you know, try to kind of keep things reined in and everything. Yeah, um, they they. <laughs> She's portrayed as a flirtatious, aggressive, um, kind of flamboyant character, and I've read in other places that that's a pretty accurate description of who she, what she was like. She's dead now, so she can't defend herself. But uh, in the movie, you don't see her actually having a, any kind of a relationship with the John Hamm character. He, she meets him in a bar, and they talk, and they leave together, and that's as far as it goes. So, right, it's, it's implied that uh, she traded sex for information, which, again, I mean, at this point, it's kind of hearsay because there's nothing physical that could come up that could ever prove outside of, like, a private um, email exchange or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's artistic um, decision based on you know, research, and we can't really determine if it was a creative decision or a statement of fact or if it was something rumored. Um, it's pretty much in open play. Yeah, kind of interesting, though, that, yeah, it's kind of interesting, though, that the, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is uh, pulling out all the stops to protect a, a woman, even though she's she's no longer around. Uh, they're still trying to protect her reputation um, when... This woman, if, if the movie is correct, regardless of how she got the information, she's the one who uh, had the information leaked to her that he was the suspect. And that paper, I think, uh, led the way in ruining this guy's life. 
I mean, everybody jumped on board. The media was all over this. But, um, you know, so the Journal Constitution is defending itself from doing exactly what it did to Richard Jewell. Right. And, and there was obviously missteps in play. And, I mean, if you think about the, the movie in its proper context, um, the media as an institution hasn't really changed because as a business, it's still, uh, they're kind of afraid to like losing out on the scoop and getting um, the audiences and everything because it's still technically on a downturn uh, in regards to just grabbing audiences uh, and everything. So in essence, um, the land general constitution would do anything like if the Richard Jules uh, story, okay. Instead of the 96 Olympic bombing came out in contemporary times, I honestly don't think that the coverage would have been much of any different at all. I think that because of TMZ, um, the, the kind of um, guerrilla type of journalism that became first and gained the name, nobody else wanted to be scooped. And I mean, another figure that comes to mind that kind of um, went through something similar, I mean, uh, there's always kind of an aura behind is Michael Jackson. Um, while, you know, even though there's it's a lot of it's been in the news about there was an out of course settle, uh, um, it was out of course settlement. There was a documentary that came out after his passing, um, leaving Neverland, um, that further perpetuated things of things that are already uh, made available to the public. So in essence, um, we're kind of seeing a repeat cycle. As far as I think, what people also kind of miss, which it's kind of perpetuated in, in um, out from different various um, like 24 uh, seven news cycles is the media is very much human. Um, they make mistakes and there are retractions because, well, sometimes when you get something too far into it, then yeah. I mean, and then of course, when it was revealed that, um, uh, Richard Jewell's name was uh, no longer listed as a suspect. He went through the TV scene, uh, TV media scenes, and he went on late night talk shows where they actually openly apologized to them. I even remember, like, um, when watching Letterman, I mean, he was kind of in on a joke on a few bits where, you know, it kind of um, self parroting the negative coverage he got for himself and. I mean, took it in stride, and considering after everything you went through, I mean, that's says more about the man, if anything. Uh, and uh, it's it's um, the the uh, the guy's name is uh, Paul. What's his name? Kraus. His last name. Um, uh, I forget his name. I didn't even. I didn't know. Paul, the, Paul Halter Kraus. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. The, he's unbelievably good in the movie. And if you see video of the actual Richard uh, Jewell, he, he's just, he, he looks like him. It's just amazing. And uh, Kathy Bates plays his mother, and she should get an Academy Award for her performance. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, so you're, you're saying that you think that it wouldn't, it, I think it would actually be worse now. Um, they would jump on it more quickly, and his life would be more miserable because there'd be more outlets to chase him around and torture him. Right, and I, I think what uh, people kind of have to understand, and, and this is kind of like the floodgates issue, uh, is that there's been more of a blur between news and commentary, and when people kind of make, can't make the distinction between the two, um, they make it more actionable on the commentary than what is actually... I mean, you're supposed to kind of absorb the material and then form your own opinion, but instead... I think a lot more people today are used to being told what the news is rather than, okay, let's dig into deeper or, I mean, or look into it. Just, you know, kind of, I hate to throw on this cliche, but a lot of people don't do enough research, cross-reference things, and, you know, just be educated about things. We're talking about Tom Chag. He blogs at bleedingcool.com, and we're talking about the movie Richard Jewell, which I think you should go see. Uh, you, you mentioned that uh, there's a difference between a biopic and a documentary. Some people may not know that difference uh, who don't work in the media, um, but there are certain um, uh, there's a certain amount of license that comes 
with a uh, with a, bi- a, a, a biography or a biopic than than the, what comes with a documentary, and they they took that license in this movie. Yeah, and it, when it comes to the small creative changes that were made, um, I mean, a lot of them are kind of subtle and maybe not major, but because obviously uh, the the movie is directly about a person and relationship with media. Obviously, you know, there are those around that, you know, remember uh, Kathy and uh, how she was. And, you know, they're obviously going to step up to bat. Now, when you take up like something that's um, historically long in the distance, like, for example, like 300 or uh, The Patriot or Braveheart, Okay, I mean, yeah, you can have local historians um, dispute what's happening and they'll take more creative liberties because, well, I mean, they go with whatever counts and what look better on the screen. Right. But the um, historical inaccuracies typically are um, certainly far worse in, in those films uh, as opposed to, like, one other person's reputation. And, I mean, so it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, the focus has been kind of... I mean, I think it the controversy itself is taking sort of a life of its own because the box office numbers indicate that this is uh, Clint Eastwood's worst um, starting out opening um, weekend for his film. Yeah, and there are also people saying it's his best movie in a long, long time, which I I think I might agree with. Uh, And it's not good to make the media mad uh, if you're looking to promote a movie. And the, the media are piling on on this and and they're uh, I mean, my guess would be i don't have any proof of this but my guess would be piling on without really knowing the degree to which uh scrub kathy scruggs was exaggerated her you know her her role in this uh nobody well, really right knows. And, and the fact is like on more contemporary uh films or that's closer to present day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even like the uh, United 93, for example, um, I mean, as much as accurate portrayals they can be, there's still also creative decisions that was made that are different than official events because unfortunately, when you, in certain ways, the official events are become, some details of it become boring or needs to be streamlined. So, those kind of decisions will be made. And when emphasizing kind of like the, um, I, th- I think most people, most audiences can distinguish a, a biopic uh, versus a documentary because a documentary is when you actually interview the subjects and the experts themselves to right. tell the story as opposed to having something that's produced and uh, dramatized on the screen uh, to say, uh, to give them an idea. It's, it's a mindset thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, even though, like, a movie like Braveheart, I mean, like, you had, like, a battle throwing Sterling, but, like, a lot of people may not know is it took place on a bridge, and because it was the unique nature was they just decided to have a more conventional battle in the film. I mean, that's that's something very egregious as far as, like, accuracy is concerned, but it was a directorial decision to put it out that way, and, yeah, I mean, the fact that they focused... I mean, Kathy Scruggs was one element, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of the thing that you, you you can't really just put it all on her as far as the way the coverage is because it, it's like like to steal a phrase with from the upcoming Star Wars, right? That in the old '77 film, it's like uh, who's uh, the bigger fool, the one who leads or the people that follow? And unfortunately, when people um, grab onto that and they kind of follow along and, you know, just share it around. Um, they all kind of participate. So you could say Scruggs is mostly responsible, but you also have to blame the others that, like, are jumping in on that, too, without, like, looking into it further. Yeah, you know, I what I do, uh, Tom, when I'm going to see a movie that's supposed to be a true story, I don't research to find out how accurate it is until after I've seen the movie, so it won't ruin it for me. But I like to look into what was accurate after I've seen it. Um, the, the movie Green Book, uh, is that, was that, is that what it was, Green Book? Uh, it, was, yeah. it was a pretty popular movie uh, last year. Um, I really liked it. It was a great movie, but when I read about what how much of it was true... 
pretty much nothing was true except the black guy rode around with a white guy. Uh, and the, the, the black actor, the black character's family was upset because it said it was just portrayed totally incorrectly. So it happens, you know, because it, it made for a better movie to do it the way they wanted to do it instead of follow the true story. Yeah, I mean, even when it comes to, like, um, entertainers, for example, I mean, um, like, for example, Walk the Line. Um, I think one of um, Johnny Cash's spouses was, like, really underplayed and as though that you know, she was so insignificant versus the whole because, well, ultimately it was the relationship between um, his last wife and him. Uh-huh. But, I mean, he had previous marriages, too, and they kind of downplayed all that. Yeah. Hey, Tom, I'm out of time. I appreciate you being here. Uh, uh, BleedingCool.com is the uh, spot where you can find Tom's work. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. All right, and that's it for uh, this uh, portion of this radio program. We'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in health care today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every health care provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Todd Marley at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. You might wonder why Australians always seem so relaxed. Well, it comes down to sleep, and we can sleep like a koala full of gum leaves. So we've invented a solution to your sleep problems. It's called Pronto Sleep. Pronto Sleep is a two-in-one solution that helps you fall asleep and stay asleep. Pronto gently opens your nose to focus breathing so you can relax and fall into the land of Nod. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils all night long. For a butte sleep naturally. Then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Clever, eh? And does it work? Well, in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep. 74% found it helped them stay asleep. You'll find Pronto now at select Walgreens, Amazon, or at prontosleep.com. Pronto Sleep is the gift of sleep from Australia. From RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through, and most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded on to the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started 
blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I might be doing a pretty good job of selling some tickets to the movie Richard Jewell, which I still think you should go see. Uh, it's just it's a good movie regardless of – it's just great acting. It's a great story, but it's also true. And um, it's also a really good lesson in what the media can and has done um, to people uh, easily. And this is Richard Jewell testifying after – it was determined that he was innocent, not only innocent, but a hero. He saved lives there, and his life was ruined by the media and the FBI. This is Richard Jewell. I submit to you that the Justice Department cannot be trusted to investigate itself because that report is also a lie. It is filled with false statements, half-truths, and gross distortions of the truth. Reading it reminded me of reading the FBI search warrant affidavits against me, according to sworn testimony from reporters. During my 88-day nightmare, many of my friends... I am also here to ask you to commit yourselves and the resources of this committee to a legitimate investigation into the very disturbing questions raised by the FBI investigation of me. Unanswered questions that will remain unanswered unless an objective third party investigates the FBI and the Justice Department's conduct. The first unanswered question is simply why. Not only did the FBI accuse the wrong man, its agents in Atlanta and officials in Washington actively participated in publicly humiliating me and privately violating my constitutional rights. The media followed the FBI's lead. Yeah, and they were investigating the FBI, and the FBI in that same uh, setting there uh, said that they they stand by what they did, and they didn't admit to doing anything wrong. Uh, one of the things they did was that they told him they were doing a training f- video, and they wanted him to just say things that, well, eventually would incriminate him, and thought it was just he was just doing it for acting purposes, and it was a lie, and they tried to they almost got him, but uh, he won, and uh, it's a really good movie. You ought to check it out. Richard Jewell. He was a hero. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.